Hey, it's Caleb Gus here from Friday the 13th. I was young Jason here at Days of the Dead and New Zealand Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm excited. I'm sorry. I picked this topic. I love this movie. It's a scary movie. It's a scary movie. And it still affects me just the same. I cannot put that on. I gotta tell you, something about this movie worked for me. I was oh, like, it rocked. So, I mean, that's kind of, that's debatable, but I mean, it's a great movie. That, you know, I, it's my right as a viewer, as somebody who spends my money and time to go watch these films, to have my opinions and be disappointed. But that's what I love about about this group doing this podcast right now, is that on so many pages, <laughs> we're like right there with each other. But then, I mean, it, it's it's almost inevitable that, uh, you know, half the time we're going to go, you're out of your mind. You are out of your mind. I'm sorry, man. That's... Welcome to the Midwest Monster Podcast. And now, here are your hosts. Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome back to another episode of the Midwest Monsters Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, and I'm joined by... Professor Wagstaff. Hot Toddy. Venomous Vinny. And Rye Bones. Hey, welcome back again. If you listen to episode 98, our uh, revisitation of the Halloween franchise, you already know the gig, but we're uh, coming back, uh, leading up to our 100th episode. This is our 99th episode. Oh, yeah. Lucky number 99. And uh, we're revisiting old franchise episodes ago. Uh, not literally hundreds, but close to it. Do you remember which one this was, Professor? Episode six. Episode number six. So 93 episodes ago, we covered the Friday the 13th franchise. That's not true. This is my favorite, sir. How dare you? Uh, so we are revisiting the Friday the 13th franchise uh, in a big uh, podcast, Royal Rumble. Um, everybody talking about defending or uh, shatting upon the films they like or dislike. Um, Mad Jan is not able to join us this evening, unfortunately, but uh, we've got the, the new guys in the rotation here to give us their insight, and Professor and I will revisit what we said in the past and maybe how we feel about it now. So, uh, who has Friday the 13th as their favorite franchise? I do. As do I. I mean, I don't hate it. No, but just... No. So it's not your favorite? It's okay. So I think the fans know where this is going. If it Ma- Many great installments. Oh, it's, yes. It's my second favorite franchise. I think. Very good. Yeah. Very good. So we're talking about Jason Voorhees. Uh, thoughts overall about the franchise? It's uh... <laughs> good insight. <laughs> what I've always loved about it is that they always knew basically what they were and they always wanted to deliver to the fans. And and in my opinion, they did, Mm -hmm. they didn't try and make the best film, but they tried to make a film that you, when you spent your money on it, you got what you went for. Yeah. For the most part. Sure. Absolutely. Absolutely. Any other general thoughts on the franchise before we dive in? I think that something that the Friday series did, at least the, for the first, maybe half of it, uh, they did a much better job of, evolution of a character than I think the other franchises did. Okay. So I'll, get, I'll say that about it. Gotcha. It was kind of the franchise that shouldn't have been. Um, touching on that is, is because, you know, 
when they wrote the first movie, there was not supposed to be a Jason. Right. You know, so it's it's kind of cool that they took something that was initially meant to be one movie and made a whole franchise out of it by introducing a character they alluded to in the first one as you know, essentially being dead. So that was kind of cool. Yeah, yeah man. Point. I think I think Friday got away with uh. Like kind of we mentioned a little bit in Halloween, but Friday the 13th got away from the first movie to the second movie. It's completely different. Sure. And the first movie was Mom. The second movie was Jason. Um, you know, it, it kind of each movie they tried to evolve a little bit. Um, I For feel better like, or worse. I feel like Friday the 13th, though, they kind of got away with it quite a bit throughout the series. If you think about each installment. Um, I think the downfall with the series is Paramount. Because this was, like, their bastard child. Like, made them a lot of money, but, you know, where... They were proud of it. Like, another franchise we'll talk about later, and I think this is the big difference to me, is, uh, you know, there wasn't standees, and there wasn't toys, and records, and soundtracks, and music videos. Like, they were very few for Friday the 13th. And I think that's the biggest thing, is Paramount's... Remember, Todd? (laughs) <laughs> because uh i mean they were sitting on a cash cow where i mean they knew it with the movies or else they wouldn't have been making them but right i think that's the largest difference yeah outside of like an arsenio hall appearance there's not a whole lot though so let's dive right into the first film friday the 13th period not friday the 13th part one <laughs> friday the 13th um right bones what do you think about the first film? The first, the first film is um, it's kind of an interesting watch because <clears throat> it's sort of a whodunit as as you watch the, the film. Um, again, it's they allude to Jason being the killer, and then you know, spoiler alert, he's not. So it's kind of an interesting take on it, and um, I enjoy, I enjoy it. It's fun. It really has that seclusion feel about it when you watch it. You know, being at a summer camp, being you know, not anywhere near. Uh, adult figures and uh, that isolation is kind of well done, I think. Vinny? Uh, the Friday movies are not my favorite, and I think it's because I was exposed to them later than I was Halloween and Nightmare on Elm Street. Um, <clears throat> that being said, the first Friday the 13th movie I I think is the best movie of the series. I mean, usually that's the case with the first one. Um, I like Savini and his effects. Um, well, to clarify, do you like Savini or his effects? I like Savini's effects. <laughs> uh, uh, I've always, I'm, I've always been a fan of practical special effects and gore effects, especially. Uh, so this movie's great for that kind of thing. Um, I think when your killer's revealed, it's a nice twist. Um, you can relate to the motivation. Of why these killings have been happening once you, once you know the you're, it's revealed. Um, I think Friday the Thirteenth, the original movie, is I think it's a great movie. I really enjoy that movie. Okay, very good, very good. Hot toddy. I like. Um, it's hard to say that one is my favorite, but uh, it's really hard. Friday the Thirteenth as a whole is hard to like be. To me, you have to watch the first movie first. Um, each one has its own little thing that, to me, if you just skipped, you're going to miss something. Um, so, like, if you just suggested some, start watching from part four or something. Uh, 
because there's like an evolution. Like you know, one is is uh -huh. Jason's not the killer, um, and two Jason's the killer, and then three gets his mask, and so each one there's a little bit of something. Um, so every movie there's something I love. Um, I think the first one I don't know if it's because I've seen it just so many times. It's still always rewatchable, but um, it's a little bit slower in pace than some of the others. But it's it's such an important part. Like, there's no way that you can just be like, you know, just skip around the first one. And had there not been this movie, there wouldn't have been a franchise. And and I think as a whole, it's a great film. Um, I think if you compare it to Halloween, like it's very flawed compared to Halloween. But I agree. But for and and, and I hate saying this because it's. You know, further down the road, they do some original stuff. But for a rip-off movie, which is what Friday the 13th was, I mean, it's actually pretty outstanding. And, and they still did their own thing. You know, this was the start of, like, slashers taking off and, like, holiday killers. And, um, you know, for just a rip-off movie, I think if they would have done the standard thing and, like, a man killer, but the fact that it's his mom, it's, it's really kind of like a revenge movie. To be honest, mm -hmm. and Jason was already famous before I saw this movie. So when I saw it, I was blown away that it wasn't Jason. And a, a lot of people, you know, if they know the franchise, they think that Jason's, you know, to them part one's probably a little mind shattering because, you know, I can imagine that if I watched it now, I'm like, oh, the big reveals that it's Jason, and then you get to the end, and you're like, who the fuck's this lady? Yeah, my mind was blown when <laughs> I first saw it. Who's this old lady coming out here? Um, also cool. I mean. For the series, too, there, there's not a lot of installments that have the campground. Um, so we actually get the campground. And, you know, I think I think more than, uh, like, Black Christmas and stuff, I mean, they use, like, the weather. But, like, for this, they really were secluded. Like, they're out in a camp. Um, you know, basically, like, the cops and stuff are just the outside. And for the most part, really, no one knows anything's even going on until, you know, it's too late. So... I think this is, like, you know, something they touched on. Like, Black Christmas, early on, they figure out something's going on, but they're just kind of idiots stuck in a house. But for Friday the 13th, they used uh, that different element of where, you know, really you're not aware that that anything's happened. So Right. Professor, has your opinion changed on this film? No. I think that I frequently take this movie for granted. Yeah. Um, one, because I've seen it so much. Uh, but too, because of the franchise that followed that became the monster of, you know, even into pop culture that it was, it, it's hard to relate this in the same line of ranking and comparing, uh, you know, with, with the later movies that are so well known. Um, I think that it is a good film. I think that if we hadn't had what followed, I think it might be lumped in with a dozen other to be honest. Sure. I think that part of what makes it retroactively uh, so great as a watch is what followed. Mm -hmm. And that's not to say it's a bad movie. Right. But I think that that helps set it apart because it's got that franchise married to it. Yeah. That's so different that as compared to, you know, quite a few slashers of the era that were a whodunit with the surprise twist at the end. Take The Burning, for example. Yeah. If Friday the 13th was a standalone film, how would it compare to the burning? Right. You know what I mean? Like mm -hmm. something like that. Yeah, certainly. Um, so, you know, it, I, I enjoy it. It's certainly a classic, but I think part of that does owe the massive success later on to making it a classic. Yeah. And it's, you know, it's still a good movie, but I think that that's an interesting relationship it has. 
Also, since we recorded, uh, Betsy Palmer passed away, so RIP to her. Um, but yeah, I, I, my feelings stay the same on it. They always will. It's just a great summertime camping movie. Right. Right. Um, yeah. I mean, to me, it's camping, you know, yeah. and, and like it feels like summer. And it's just a great film to watch uh, any time of the year. I either watch it in the summertime or even like around fall. It's, it's still yeah. got that feel. Um, but yeah, I think the first film is still great. Uh, I really enjoy it. Uh, but you're right, in the context of a franchise, um, I still will watch one regularly. Like it's still fun. And it's even though I know that, that, that you know, Mrs. Voorhees is the killer, I still feel like Jason's doing all the killing. You know, that's not the case. Right. You know what I mean? But, but you never see her right. until the end. So it's like, yeah, I still enjoy it. I love the camp feel. Um, yeah. So I'm not going to say a whole We thing. also can't forget our uh, Wine the 13th commentary we did for part Wine one Day the 13th. With uh, Adrian King's Wine. Yeah, that was a lot of fun. That was a fun episode. Uh, I really like how you and Mad Chan no-sold me when I said, what's your favorite Friday movie? And you guys started listing literal like Friday or next Friday <laughs> instead of Friday the 13th. That's one of my favorite parts of that commentary. Like the first one where Debo punches that dude. <laughs> Which one's got Day Day in it? Um, all right. So good. Good, good, good. So moving right along, uh, we're going to get into Friday the 13th, part de. Um, Doug, how you feel about the second installment in the Friday series. I think, again, I hate I hate to ever... One is still so great. I like two better, because mm-hmm. it is Jason. And like... Uh, it feels very much the same. But, you know, and, and well... Kills-wise. Kill-wise, kill, kill wise, marketing, everything was pretty much the same as, as the first. Um, and then, you know, it's a few years later. Uh, the other campground, so it's not, it's not a Camp Crystal Lake anymore. There's... There's a big change. Right. It's a new campground. Uh, Which one? Did the kids even make it to this one yet? When did the campers actually arrive? Which bit? that's that's not till like the camp never opens till almost the end of the franchise. Right. So. Uh, oh yeah, it's seven. I think for me, like, there's there's some cool kills and stuff, but like to me, the whole like finale of the movie, to me, is what did it in. Is is like. Oh man! It's well, when she when she's family. like you know there's someone in the room and you see him stand up like to me that's all pretty scary. And, have and, you noticed with this franchise that they have some pretty iconic endings? Mm-hmm. Well, endings and, and and kills because you know what like I can't think of his name but the is it Mark? But I'm like the dude's in a wheelchair already and you're fucking macheting oh, him to the face yeah. and then he goes Brutal. down a flight of yeah. stairs. Um, and it's just, it's a lot of stuff you don't expect. Uh, so again, you know, this is the time when like they're, they're churning these movies out. Like was this 81, 81 alone had like 50 slasher movies. Um, and it's for it being a sequel. And I mean, again, it kind of, like they wrote on the piggy tails of the first film quite a bit, but you know, the idea that they actually were like, let's take Jason who shouldn't even be in this movie and make him the killer. Um, I love to, but my my biggest thing with two is it's the one where it's like the town that tried to sundown, where mm-hmm. he's just got a potato Burlap sack on his head. I I think that I like the. Uh, they decided to do a sequel, and they're like, "Well, what what's the logical thing to do?" I was like, "Well, we teased this kid at the end to make him." So it was a logical leap. Uh, 
I like the psychological aspect with Amy Steele putting on the sweater and Jason's not all there cognitively. So I, I like all of that. Um, kills are cool in it. Like to me, nearly, nearly on the same level as one. I just think it's that good of a sequel. Uh, I didn't know I was up. <laughs> just got hit me. Uh, part two is cool because they tried to to introduce like you know you're talking about the the character of Jason who didn't really exist until this point. Um, I think they kind of stretched a little bit with like yeah he didn't really drown he just went into the you know woods and ate squirrels for a bunch of years and put a sack over his head. And, I mean that stuff's a little far fetched but you know you're you buy into it you're in for the ride. Squirrels good meat you know? sir. Yeah yeah but you know this you know this weird kid you know going off and just. I don't know, living off the land or whatever. Um, they kind of ex- try to explain that mythos a little bit, but at the end of the day, you're like, eh, I don't really care. Like, I'm in, I'm in to watch this and see what it's about. I would have loved to have seen this movie, like as it came out, because I would, I wonder how I would like it, watching Friday one, then Friday two, where it's like, now okay, now we have a Jason. Because by the time I saw part two, I already knew the hockey mask and all that other stuff. It would have been interesting to see that movie. You know, without knowing the rest of the series, kind of, you know. But overall, it's a it's a it's a great film, and the the, the characters are pretty well developed before they slash them all off. You know, mm-hmm. typical kids and stuff like that, and uh, it's a fun one. It's really fun. And and you know, um, the the prankster of the movie, mm-hmm. like he actually is saved because he wants a piece of na- ass. So rare for it's horror true. films. <laughs> so had he went back to the cabin instead of trying to get laid, he would have died too. He'd have died. So. Um, I still like part two. Uh, I think it, 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 it really holds some of the feel from the first film. It, Sean Cunningham? Produ- he produced it at yeah, this point. Steve Miner. Okay, gotcha, gotcha. Um, yeah, I, I think it just really retains the feel of the first film and, and still the mystery a little bit of, of who's doing the killing. Um, I like the, the campfire story, talking about Jason and doing all that. It's fun. I think it's still... Um, because I think as we get later in the franchise, we're going to talk about when the feel changes. And I think, um, well, I don't want to spoil it now, but like, you know, you talk about one, two, and three are kind of their own thing, four, five, and six are their own thing, and then everything else afterwards. Um, so, uh, I still like it. That's all I'll say. Um, I love the same things you guys were talking about, the, the mother thing at the end, uh, the burlap sack. It's, it's all good stuff. I, this one stays steady for me. It's always up in like my top three, even as my opinions change on some of the others and what I'm always in the mood to watch. This always stays right there. Um, I think Steel is one of the best, if not the best, final girl out of the franchise. Yeah, um, and I think the for the victims, the acting is um, exceptionally strong for a pump-out part two. Um, I think that they're all likable. The kills are great. And I totally agree with what everybody's saying in terms of, um, you know, with with having Jason there. Uh, with the burlap sack is great and carrying over the field from uh, the first one. But, yeah, it, this one always stays steady. I haven't changed one one way or the other on it. Just always enjoy it. I think, I think right. the cat and mouse ending, too, where uh... – it almost feels like one gets ahead. So like Jason, you'll see Jason running and she's hiding and then she gets ahead of him. And oh, there's some cool stuff there. All right. Pretty cool. Yeah. Yeah. When you can see him in the background, you know, like chasing her, like she thinks she's in the clear and then he comes running up. It's pretty cool. 
All right, moving on to Friday the 13th, part three, AKA 3D. Um, a unique point in the installation. Pretty important things happen in this one. Uh, Vinny, you want to take off on this one? I like three. Um, I happen to have a DVD set that comes with 3D glasses, so I can actually watch this movie in 3D to this day. Yeah. Which the gimmick still sells it because I'll put that one in a lot just around the Halloween season just to entertain myself because it is in 3D. Uh, I was telling the guys in the car earlier today, Shelly, the character, is like having Franklin from Texas Chainsaw Massacre alive through the whole fucking movie. Like, <laughs> no. I find this character so annoying. <laughs> so annoying. Um, of course, iconic because Jason finally gets his hockey mask in this one, which is just crazy to me. That this iconic figure, that, that everybody knows this hockey mask synonymous with Jason, didn't happen until the third movie. Yeah. Like, that's crazy to me. Don't tell Ari Lehman he sells sign masks. And this also, too, was it was Saturday the 14th. It was yeah. the very next day after, too. Yeah. That's right. That's right. But, uh, I don't know. Uh, this movie has a, for being the third in a series and a gimmick movie, it has a charm to it. Um, the kills are absolutely still there, especially when you play in with the 3D gimmick, you know. Um, it's a fun ride. It's a fun ride. I mean, there's nothing too deep you can say about it as far as storytelling and things like that, but it's just fun. It's a fun slasher. Yeah, man. For sure. For sure. Right back. Three is one of my favorites in the series. Uh, it's in it's in the top, you know, couple of them as far as that goes. Uh, you know, we talk about we get to see the mask for the first time, and I agree. It's like it's so synonymous, you know, that why didn't it show up sooner? But um, I like the characters in this one, and uh, the uh, the one thing that's kind of weird about it is in this one, she, you know, the main character is it was it Chris? Was her name? Is that, is that right? Right. Yeah, I think that's right. And she talks about how, like, I don't know, Jason molested her in the woods or something, or like <laughs> yeah, this really weird right. offshoot story where he's like Uncle Touchy or something. And I'm, I, I just was like, this <laughs> wasn't she just like taking a nap out in the woods? Yeah, she's like, there I was napping in the woods by myself, and this that guy night. comes up. Yeah, it, I, I don't know if I really There's ever two bought that. Together. Yeah, I don't think I ever really bought that. But uh, three is fun. Three is a lot of fun. I think a lot of the three D gimmicks are pretty hokey in hindsight these days, yeah. you know, but it know. was used effectively though, like the eyeball and yeah. the, uh, what is it? The, the spear that gets shot. Like, yeah, the it's, yeah it's used effectively though. It's so. kind of cool. It's just, it's, you know, I don't know when you watch it, you're just like, boy, this kind of looks hokey now, you know, back then it was definitely sure, you watch it without 3d glasses. Yeah. So without 3d glasses. Bryce and House of Wax when he's bouncing the ball. Yeah. 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 And there's some movies where when you watch the non-3D version, you're like, oh, I get it. That was a gag that was yeah. supposed to work, you know, or whatever. But it's it's fun. I love 3. I, In my opinion, part 3 is where Jason dies. Because the dude was hanging there, like, like ah. hung, <laughs> like with a machete in his skull. Like He said hung. <laughs> ah. But yeah, this one's, this one's fantastic. Yeah, I love that it. That part of his brain didn't work. Didn't yeah. Machete. It just messed up his head. That was part. the empty part. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I think three continued along. I like two better, but again, it's 
each one has a special thing. So this is, you know, the hockey mask comes in. Uh, you know, I've seen I've seen the 3D later on at home. I'd love to see it in the theater. Um, I think probably what it's lacking is uh, the characters aren't as. Here we go with like. You know, Shelly essentially was in the first two movies because there's always the prankster, but in this one he hates himself. <laughs> and uh, I don't know, none of the characters were that, um, you know, relatable as compared to the other two. I just had a naked gun flashback, I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> but I think, but this, the, the three still, the evolution is still happening. Well, and, and the cool and thing, that's what so I like about it. It, this one's not at a campground. It's, it's, it's a cabin in the woods. It's the next day, Jason's just traveling along. Um, the characters are a little, I think, why I don't like it as much, but I still love the movie. Mm-hmm. And other than that, like the my biggest thing is the franchise as a whole is Jason's continuation look for it being the next day. It's changed a little bit too yeah. much. Uh, but you know what? When you're watching these movies, who gives a shit? So um, I don't know. There's so many great things. I think I think the weird, cheesy thing is one of my favorite characters in this movie is the biker chick, Fox. Um, she's great she is and just the like this feels good and I I don't know lots of great things and Jason runs so all the assholes later on that's like Jason don't run maybe you should watch the franchise from the beginning because Jason did run I think this is the first and last time he ran yeah yeah um so three used to be my favorite used to be and even on the pod on the previous podcast um I, my feelings were starting to change at that point. But historically, three was my favorite. <laughs> You're becoming a woman. <laughs> yes. Uh, you know, I started developing hair in places I hadn't noticed before. Um, so, uh, so, but, but I, I tell you what, I'm going to correct a bad error that I made uh, in this first, the first review of this film and, and the whole franchise is that I, back then I said that I didn't care who played Jason because I, they were all the same. I, I was the same way. And now, after watching these films dozens of times, I can safely say that, yes, different Jasons do matter. And it's because of part three, because um, when he kills the girl with the harpoon gun, and then he just, like, shuffles nonchalantly down the dock, I was like... That's not Jason. <laughs> you know, like, it's yeah. just the way he walked. I didn't like it. Who played Jason in this one? Brooker. Richard Brooker. Yeah. Yeah. R.I.P. Yeah. Yep. Um, so, it, it was this film. Uh, in the last round of the podcast, Mad Chan gave me hell for, for saying it didn't matter who played Jason. And now I get that. It's, uh, yeah, it does matter who plays Jason. I agree. I've come around on that, too. Um. So, yeah, this one used to be my favorite. It's still one that I really enjoy. I still have fun with, but it's not my favorite anymore. I think this is the one where the franchise as a whole starts to really start its stride. Start to understand the character that they're trying to portray better. You know what I mean? Because from here on out, we don't see a lot of deviations. Jason is, you know, the hockey mask. He is the, you know, there's a very... I I feel like the third one, you know, maybe an original talk was Jason maybe not even in the movie. I know they talked about at the end of two that the eyes were going to open up of the mom when it zooms mm. in on the table. Yes, so, yes. It, you know, it could have been the idea of just it's Friday the 13th, but I'm glad they stuck with Jason. Yeah. And like he said, I think this is where they're like, you know, we got let's figure there. out the character a little bit. We got him a mask that's a little iconic. And this is where they developed the formula yeah. for what the films were going to be from this point on. 
Professor. Part three is the most drastic change uh, and preference for me over the years. This was, you know, just like you said, <clears throat> this is always my favorite. Um, you know, going back like the last 20 years of watching these movies, I always really enjoyed part three. Um, but somewhere about half halfway along there in that time period, it just started dropping off more for me. I mean, I like, here's the thing I got to clarify too. With these movies, there's only one of them I don't want to watch. Like, I like them all. But this is uh, dropped in terms of if I'm being forced to rank them or if I'm just watching one or two of them. Um, this is by far the biggest drop for me. Yeah, it's part um, three. Yeah, and I still love it. Yeah, It's still a, a great watch, but I've grown more fond of other entries more which obviously we'll get into but this this would be the only one that's that's truly dropped for me that was from a good place yeah um yeah still like it a lot it's got some some great stuff i i think of it as a uh, disco jason that soundtrack <laughs> um but yeah no it's a good one it's got some great characters great kills great gimmicks still a good going record saying that i love shelly take that Vinny. <laughs> but I still hate Franklin. <laughs> Sally. Sally. All right. So we move on to Friday the 13th. The final the chapter. Final chapter. Not <laughs> Friday the 13th, part four. It is the fourth installment of the films, but it does not have part four attached to it. It's Friday the 13th. Which the this, this was seriously all intended to be it. Yep. Yeah. Savini came back. Yep. He now helped like the halfway point. Create him and kill him. Yep. This is the beginning of what we affectionately call the Tommy Jarvis trilogy. With Tommy Jarvis making his first appearance played by Corey Feldman. As uh who played Jason in this one? Tom White. Tom White. I love listening to interviews with Ted him. White. Ted, Ted, White. Ted White, yeah, yeah, yeah. Ted Tom. Where he, uh, <laughs> Ted talks, Tom, whatever. Some white dude. <laughs> Uh, I love that in interviews he says, I wanted to kill that Corey Feldman because <laughs> he hated him. Uh, and rightfully so. So, uh, Todd, uh, how do you feel about Friday the 13th, the final chapter? So, the fourth film uh, is one of my favorites. And, and as a whole of the series, I think this is the best made of the entire series. Uh, great actors, great special effects. They even afforded a helicopter. Um, I think they kind of went balls to the wall on this one, and and they were going to go out with a bang. Um, you know, some of the other ones, like you know, they strip budgets and whatever. So this this to me, like as a film as a whole, it was like the the best made Friday the Thirteenth film in the entire series. Yeah, um, I mean, you're you're four films in, and it's still a strong showing. And, and again, a fourth installment. And again, so part four. You know, granted, we're still at Crystal Lake. But now the campground's long gone. You know, now it's it's just people's houses, like, you know, in a rental house. Um, the characters are more likable, especially, you know, Tommy Jarvis's family. He's just a nice kid and his sister and his mom living in the woods. Um, <laughs> I'm done with you guys. I'm just a man with a dog on his laptop. <laughs> done with you guys. Something else. <laughs> So, uh, yeah, I don't, I don't know. Like, uh, this one's got humor and stuff kind of following along from the other ones. Um, I think Jason is scarier in this film. Jason is definitely 
definitely scarier. Oh, yeah. Um, and, like, he's almost like a... This is where, to me, he's more of a hunter. Because, like, uh, like the house at the end, like, you know, he makes it... Like, she's trying to run out, and he's got a dude, you know, Crispin Glover is attached to, a, to the doorway to block her in. And, um, you know, Don't he wants... Doesn't matter if it's a child or whatever. Other than... I do think Jason's a cat lady as we keep going. <laughs> but... Like, you know, if he would have got a hold of Tommy Jarvis, Tommy would have died. Like, he killed the twins. He killed the mom. Um, it didn't matter. Like, at this point, it wasn't just getting high and and having sex and getting murdered. Like, you know, to me, like, the, the mom was pretty harsh that they killed her. Or the one prude twin that didn't get any. Like, you know. <laughs> um, we, this, call, we call her a prude, yet the moment she met... These other this other group, the twins were just like, "Hey, what are y'all up to? Swimming? Great! Just ripping their Skinny tops off." Skinny <laughs> um, I don't. I don't for, for me, this one just uh, not only was it such a great film, but I think as a kid, you kind of relate to it because of Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. So. All right. Good insight. <laughs> keep going, noobs. <laughs> yeah. Keep talking, pledges. <laughs> uh, Vinny, what do you think of? Part four. Well, I'm sorry, the fourth installment. Oh, well, like I was interjecting, I think it, for a fourth installment, it's very strong for the fourth uh, installment. It's really good. Uh, Jason is absolutely more menacing and scarier and more imposing in this one than he had been in previous films. And I think, like we had said with uh, Halloween 4, I think adding in Tommy Jarvis as young as he was also sets in a little more panic for you as a viewer that a child this young is in danger of being murdered. These teenagers, who obviously are played by people in these movies in their 20s, they, they look more like adults. But when you have a kid that's a kid kid, it makes you more uneasy as you And he was a kid, like that where he's watching them have sex, he's just like giggling on his bed and shit, kind of like what a kid would do. Watching him get naked. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. That, that was great. And he's like screaming and banging his head yeah, his, a bit. His mom cockboxing. <laughs> Part four is fun. It, it's it's not one of my favorites in the series. What? I, I know. It's, it's, a, it's I don't know. It's, something about it I just, I don't relate as well with. Maybe it's just I don't like the look of the film or something. I don't know. But it's a, it's a great story. It's everything you want it to be, but something about it just doesn't draw me in like a couple of the others do for some reason. They re some of the others just really are like, yeah, that's my thing right there. I mean, this one's good, but um, again, good cast. You know, the the whole twins thing was a really funny angle in this, you know. Uh, what I'm getting like whacked outside. <laughs> oh, yeah. Yeah, that's pretty cool, but uh, overall, you know, it's, it's definitely worth the watch, but it's not one of my top, I wouldn't say it's in the top section for me out of them okay well you're wrong but that's okay yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, you know, this, this one again it. you know picks up right where three lit in so this would be sunday the 15th yeah oh yeah and and we get to introduce uh the guy looking for his sister in this one who was um she got speared in the bed and two right yes yeah so that also works in later with the reboot because uh, they tie in that aspect into the reboot uh professor when we did our original episode i said this was my number one it is not now uh-huh it is still right up there though um i think it's it's top tier for this mm -hmm. franchise i would put this as my number two out of all the films 
Um, it's got the the teaming from the Prowler with the director Joseph Zito and mm-hmm. Tom Savini. I think it's you know from top to bottom, uh, not only a well made film but also very satisfying for a fan who you know they get what they came for. Right. It furthers along the story. I love the setting. I love the secluded uh, houses and how they. I, if I remember correctly, they built one right by the mm-hmm. cabin so they could have them close by there. Um, yeah, I think the the movie is great fun. I think Corey Feldman certainly adds an element of nostalgia to it. Um, but yeah, be my number two for the franchise. Um, the only thing that's changed from when we, we did this first time was I said that this was my clear-cut favorite. Fair enough. I think also, I think I said this just edged out part three for my favorite back the first time we recorded. And it's still in my top three. But I'm going to surprise you guys. It may not be my favorite. And I'll tell you what my favorite is soon. Stay tuned. Probably the, the, the next biggest, the biggest script we had on the last episode. Yeah. Yep. I was listening to it. I was like, what? We are idiots. Yeah. You know what's funny <laughs> we'll about this that, franchise, yeah. though, is, is that I'm with you where you said, like, part three was your favorite for a long time. And then maybe another one is. I do that, too. I bounce around with which one I like. Yeah. Because they're, they're, I mean, they're all so good in their own way. And for a long time, I was like, man, I love part three. And then I'm like, oh, boy, I really love this part or that part. I mean, you kind well, of bounce around on your favorite. I, th- I think it's easy because each one kind of like, this could have been a clear cut, just copycat movie, each one out. Yep. Yeah. And each, you know, they, they really did kind of, you know. These, I, these are not, not, not a single film in this franchise is as solid as Halloween is a film. Not a single film in this franchise is as solid as Nightmare on Elm Street. Is correct. I agree. But I'd say at least the first seven are entertaining and unique enough and not too... Well, all right, let's cut seven out just for the sake of some people at the table. But one through six are, are just unique enough and not jump the shark enough that they're they're entertaining in their own right. They stand alone and they're all solid. It, yeah. The other films, you can't say the first six are all solid enough that you'll enjoy them all different ways. And I, I feel like, too, uh, before we move on, that if you come into the series late, to to you, Jason's a zombie back from the dead, but to me, the first four films, he's alive. Yep, yep. he's still you know, a human. Like he's almost kind of like a ghostly thing in the first film, but right, he's human. Yeah. And so to me, he did not die till the end of four. He was just a lake baby eating squirrels. <laughs> As you do, you know. But uh, who hasn't been there? Yeah. Right, hard times, you know. Um, but no, I still love the fourth film. Um, it's a great movie. It, Not it, my favorite anymore, but uh, yeah, I, it's I still... it's it's very consistent too on the on not just the body count, but other than a couple like off screen kills, like. The kills were harsh. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, there's yeah. some really where's good ones. the where's the goddamn corkscrew? Like, you know, oh, yeah. but you know what? When he gets when when he says that and the corkscrew goes through his hand, he doesn't scream. He doesn't have time to because there's a machete going through his. Dude, face. I, you would at least hear like a huh! out of me or something. <laughs> <laughs> he had a little bit of a delay there, but Crispin with the dance in that though. Oh man, <laughs> I love whenever Professor uses that still shot of Crispin Glover dancing from this film and the look on his face. Hey. I'll tell you what has not changed since that first podcast. Crispin Glover is still a weird-ass cat. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Something I said on the original podcast, yeah. too, is Tommy Jarvis is a name you don't want to help. And I still stand by that. <laughs> yeah, that just sounds like the, the, kid Jarvis, who, the name of the neighborhood kid who's going to hurt your cat. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So, all right. Moving Jarvis on to... 
then. <laughs> Friday the 13th, part V, nay, part 5, A New Beginning. Right? That's what this it one sounds like a subtitle. douche. Yep. New Beginnings. New Beginnings. So, uh, let's see. We I'm trying to mix it up here between you boys. Anybody want to jump in on part 5? Uh, oh. Hot Toddy. So, opening scene. Awesome. Because Corey Feldman... Came back as Tommy Jarvis. Yeah. Unfortunately, was he doing Goonies, I think? Mm-hmm. So his film career was taken off. He could not do the movie. That's why there's a cameo. Um, I think the opening scene's great. This one is such a weird... Uh, I I've, I go back and forth on this one a lot because I think this is a fun entry. I know a lot of people hate this one. Uh, again, you know, we all bitch that we want something new, and they did something new with this mm-hmm. movie. Um, the weirdest thing that I have to say of, of this movie, weirdest bunch of characters all the way around. Yeah. yeah. Um, like the hillbilly mom and the hillbilly, like, it just, <laughs> that was yeah, big yeah, like, Jeez. like, there's so many over the top characters. They hurt film. me, mama! They hurt me, man! <laughs> but saying that is also part of the reason I love it. Because, yes. like, these damn enchiladas, like, there's oh, just so many, which, which, let's be real, they're in a van and a trailer park. You shouldn't eat any of their food. They have enchiladas and pizza and... Hey, Taking a step back baby. to part four, because you made me think of really terrible lines in the series. Part, later time. <laughs> part four, when he's in the basement, he's like, he's killing me! That's just another, I think that's one of the most that? terrible lines of the movie, or the franchise. I want to amplify again that... Why did the grandpa let little ass reckless Reggie go hang out in a van with his brother yeah. who parties? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> He'd be fine. He'd be fine. <laughs> reckless Re- Reggie the reckless. So I, I and I think the I think the weirdest thing and I think this is where the series was heading to was that Tommy's gonna be our killer eventually. I think they were leading with it with four. Yeah. Yes. And and five. And, and then, you know, five is, again, as a mystery killer because everybody just assumes Jason's back. And so, yeah, well, you know, we talked about this in the previous episode. But, so yeah. we get the even worse Shelly character, in my opinion, with uh, the, like, ah. well, I'll keep my candy bar. You want some of my <laughs> chocolate? He was special needs, though, right? <laughs> yes, I believe so. <laughs> Shelly was not. This young Shelly didn't was. Shelly had no excuse. Yeah. Shelly was just annoying as hell. He gets, he gets axed by the dude from Return of the Living Dead. Yeah. Yeah. And uh, that's Mark shocking. Venturi. And then suicide. Ambulance, ambulance paramedic Roy arrives onto the scene. Yeah. We find out later that's that's Roy's illegitimate bastard son. Yeah. Which causes uh, Roy to go on a copycat killing spree as Jason. I It took me years to catch on that we were supposed to think that Tommy Jarvis was the killer. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I just never... Never thought that. So, and in, in like later, I was like, "Oh wow, we were supposed to be thinking that because the setup led us to believe that." If you were paying attention, <laughs> and, and, and this is, uh, I think, I think five is eight, eighty-five. Just waiting for boobies and blood. We're mid, we're mid eighties. This is where we get cocaine, like which which chocolate bars. Well, Rybones, yeah. Rybones brought up too. You, you see the chick come out, and you're like, "There's no way that chick that fine is dating cocaine. that dude." I'm like, "Cocaine." <laughs> yeah, because we were talking about the yeah. scene in the diner with the really hot-looking waitress and, and the guy who looks like he's 47. Yeah. There's, there's, a, there's a cat hidden in the diner, which again, Jason's a cat lady. He hides his cats to scare people. A guy that makes Steve Buscemi look good. <laughs> yeah. Like a used car salesman, like right, like that kind of vibe. And I was like, there's no way that girl goes for that guy. And we're, we're, 
I think we both looked at <laughs> each other and said like, we're like cocaine. These weird like hipster gay couple that's like in the car and the one gets the this the spark thing in his mouth and Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And the one guy goes to take a dump. I love when the guy <laughs> hits the cocaine and goes <laughs> and they all and they all sing really weird like it's almost like a like they're singing like classic 30s songs that it's a weird movie weird movie tell what someone's being pretty Vinny's quiet Vinny's being real oh, quiet over what, there what about the chick though that's like <laughs> doing the robot dance <laughs> she was a flashback last, uh, last year I know I wanted to play this song for her and just be like and her last name in real life's Kruger isn't it um I don't remember yeah, I can't remember either. Oh, no, no, her mom was in one of the Nightmare movies. Yeah, her mom is uh, uh, Andale, Andale, uh, Brooke Bundy. Yeah, yeah. And then the, I was thinking that because the the chick in this film that's well endowed is last name Voorhees. Voorhees. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah. it. Yeah. All right, so <laughs> Venomous Vinny. Spit that venom. <laughs> I know you're so mad that we're all Shake gushing. I'm, I'm not a fan of this entry. Uh, <clears throat> I don't have a whole lot to go on other than I just, I just don't care for it. Just not one that I enjoy to watch. How, how long has it been since you watched it? Been a long time. Okay. Because it left a bad taste in my mouth when I watched it. You know yeah. what I mean? Right. And that's, I want to, because I think a lot of us felt that way. And I'll talk this about that. This is fun. The, the first viewing is hard to take down. And it's hard to argue. I can't argue this movie when somebody says they hate it. But, man, I have fun with it now because it's just such a bizarre. I just never bothered to watch it again because I watched it the one time and I was like, man, Jason ain't motherfucker in this. And, There's know, so much know. bizarre yeah. weirdness. Yeah, he died in the fourth film. Cut him a break. And I was Reggie is one of the best characters ever that Jason pops out, the dumb white chick keeps falling down, he screams and runs his the scream, fuck off. Yeah, that scream of his, which I love that the documentary focused on. <laughs> yeah. Oh, Reggie but yeah, Reckless, reckless Reggie, Reggie is like, fuck you, bitch. <laughs> You're gonna get it now, bitch. I wonder what, what my sentiment would be. I mean, because, you know, by the time I got exposed to Jason and all that stuff, you know, there was quite a few movies out past part five and things, you know. Um, I wonder what my sentiment would have been had I went, you know, been old enough and went to the theater, watched that, and been like, well, it wasn't even Jason. Oh, I would have been angry if I, Yeah, you know. But in, in growing up, you're like, okay, well, I don't like that one. I'll just throw in part six, you know, or part seven or, part, you know, whatever. You get all these things to choose from. But it would be interesting in a linear time frame, like, how would I have reacted if that was the last one out? There wasn't a part six yet. Or, you know, I, sure. I think, and again, I, you know, I think six was going to be Tommy Jarvis as the killer. If five would have been like well received and people loved it, which no one did. Tommy Jarvis is a real jerk in this film. He's <laughs> mean. his name. He's mean. He's quiet. <laughs> I love him. When, when the dude wears his mask and jumps out at him, and he just body slams him into a table. <laughs> 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 but he starts punching him like that kid in something about Mary when you take his ball. <laughs> <laughs> Have you seen my baseball? Have you seen my wiener? <laughs> Moment. Did, did you have any additional insight, right, Ben? I think it's good. <laughs> so you like this film? I do. Uh, it is disappointing, of course, that you feel a little duped at the end. But, you know, it, like I say, at this point in the game, if you don't like it, just throw in the next This is film. such a, this is a weird entry regardless. So when people say they hate it, it's hard to argue that, like... It is very different in, in a lot of respects. Yeah, so if somebody says they hate it, I can't argue that. Um, so do you mind if I go first? Uh, I would love for you to go first. I'll go first. Oh, uh, baby. <laughs> so, <laughs> so part five is a big turnaround for me. 
Um, and the first time around, I had said I wasn't a big fan just because of the general, you know, thing. Like, and you know, back then, four years ago, before I'd watched it ten times, you know, like I felt the same way everybody else did. But now, this is one of my go-to's. I love this one. I absolutely love part five. It's violent. It's nuts. There's nothing about it that's not nuts. And, that's what I like about and, it. And the director was a porn director. Because that this is, I think, one of the four four scenes were cut to make it look better. Yeah. Because if they kept going, you know, like, the director hates that there's too much of the crushing in the shower for. Is it um, Marcy Duras, the one that had sex in part six in the RV, got cut? From part five for the one with yeah. bigger breasts so, yes. by the director. But yeah, this one was so explicit. Like, I think the, the dancer was supposed to get stabbed in her coop coop. So, like, <laughs> oh, they actually, yeah, they, there's yeah, photos from they when had they to did tame it. this. Like, this is one of the first ones that I can remember where they're like, we can't do all this. Yeah, the photos they show in Crystal Lake Memories is brutal. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty wild. So, yeah, I love this one. I don't care that it's not Jason Voorhees who's the killer. I just think it's a, I think it was an interesting twist, a unique twist. Again, I used to feel the same way everybody else did, like the old bait and switch. But now, this is one of my favorites. Another rare moment, too, is the sheriff is like, I know who's killing him. It's Jason Voorhees. I don't think we ever hear that in the series ever. Right. Yeah. It's like the one time it's wrong. <laughs> you, you don't. <laughs> <laughs> Professor Wagstaff. Uh, this is a, an uptick for me. Um, I was already coming around on a little bit when we recorded the episode. Uh, I have even more because at the end of the day, it doesn't matter that you're duped. For the majority of the film, you get a Jason film. And not only do you get that, but you also don't get teased with narrative that would have enhanced it that you're being deprived of when it's revealed. You see what I'm saying? Like, the, It's not like we go a bunch of cool places... Then they go, psych. It's just killing. And you never see... This is one of the first ones you never see Jason like come back or rise. Jason's just killing. Yep. Right. And so that's why I don't have a problem with the ending. Because at the end of the day, you still got what you came for. Even if it technically wasn't that, you still got it. Yeah. I can appreciate that they tried something different. Yeah. I can appreciate that. I also understand why people are frustrated with it. But at the same time, it... You you're you're not in the hole from it. Do you think you that as a as a film goer in '85 that you would have been pissed that last year they just sold us that this is the end of Jason Voorhees and they brought him back in, in five? Well, I wonder because again, like, would audiences have been guessing? Like, I wonder if this wasn't such a bait and switch. I wonder if audiences would have been like. It's Tommy Jarvis. You know what I mean? Because like, I think that's what I would have yeah. felt is it's Tommy. Because the end of four, he's not he's not a nice guy in this movie. He's he's fucked up. Yeah. Right. Tommy, can you hear yeah, me? and that's right, because he's the lovable kid in four and in part five, you're like, gosh, this guy's a jerk. And it yeah. almost seems like everybody that fucks with him gets killed. Yep, exactly. So Yeah, for me that that's what kind of helped me make my peace with it and just start enjoying it more. Is that at the end of the day it doesn't set the franchise back any now. As a viewer back then, I could see being incensed with it because you don't know if they're going to make another one. Right. And so you walk out of the theater going, did they just punk me with the last taste of Jason? It wasn't even him. Right. But watching it now, obviously you know you, you have plenty more. And so I think it's a little bit easier to be more forgiving of that. Like I said, it doesn't stray from what you like during the movie. 
it's not tricking you in that aspect other than at the end you know just being told like oh the 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 being that you were seeing wasn't really what you thought you, you still got a jason you know what if you didn't right. notice the blue hockey mask over the red yep. that's your fault and it's not like he was out <laughs> it's not like he was breaking character he was still murdering the shit out of people he wasn't out baking cookies for them you know yeah so hey you like what you like let's move along here uh, Friday the 13th, part VI, some may call it part six, Jason Lives. And I think, I wonder if that was an intentional title because so many people would have been pissed off I guarantee it. about part five, yeah. just like we talked about Return, Return of Mike Myers. Um, Jason Lives, Friday the 13th, part six. Let's start with you, Rybone. This is one of my go-tos right now. Of the entire franchise, I love this one right now. Um, and have for the last couple of years. It's, it's been the one that I really dig. I love the opening sequence uh, of them going to the cemetery in this rushed, frantic feeling. I mean, it makes absolutely no sense whatsoever. I gotta dig him up to make sure he's dead. Right. Like, uh, I think he's fine, dude. You know, But uh, for whatever reason, they, they decide to do that. That whole opening cemetery sequence, I, I love it. I think it's so cool and it's so well shot and it looks great. You know, they shove the pole down through Jason, and then the electricity hits it. And You know, this, this I guess, technically is the first time we see zombie Jason, so to speak. Mm -hmm. this is now he's actually resurrected. Um, and you know, he just punches right through Rorschach's chest and <laughs> takes his heart out, which is so cool. Uh, and then they do the James Bond thing, where, you know, the camera kind of goes into his eye, mm -hmm. and then you see him turn kind of like... You know, James Bond and slash the screen. And, um, this one is so much fun. And I, I really like C.J. Graham's portrayal of Jason. We see somebody who's walking a little more faster. He looks like when he's walking through the woods, he has, like, purpose, intent. You know, he's, he's a little more driven in his approach. So, yeah, this one's fantastic, and I love it. Venomous. Uh, I think this one goes back to what I like about the series of it keeps it evolving. <clears throat> so now you've gone from this human deformed guy to now we've we've gone supernatural. It's evolved to this. The uh, it's hokey. The lightning. Oh yeah, it's hokey. Oh yeah, but very Frankenstein. It's, yeah, it's, it's very throwback Frankenstein. to Frankenstein. Uh, I think you start. I think it adds a different layer of terror. On now, you're dealing with this supernatural zombie type being that can't be killed. Um, they they made changes, whether you liked them or not, uh, to try to keep the franchise fresh up until this point. Uh, some things may not have hit with everybody. Uh, but here we are watching the first supernatural Jason, and that is what I like about it. I like I like the supernatural Jason. Just well, to start like to to go with what you just said. To me, this is what people know as Jason. Yes, absolutely. Um, this is. I don't know if I can say I have a favorite in the Friday series, but this is to me tied with four. Like four and six are two of my favorites. They're really good. Um, this one had a weird. They all have characters that have humor. This one used kind of a little bit of a few gags here and there that were not ever seen. This is very pre. I know everyone's like, Scream invented this. 
But this is one of the ones where uh, a few times they break the fourth wall. Like the caretakers, like dig him up. Why would <laughs> why would somebody go and do that? Like why would that dig him up? What does he think I am? A fart head. <laughs> and then he says <laughs> something about a uh, sixth sense of entertainment. So he's like talking to the all. He looks at the audience. Uh, the the one dude gets thrown at a tree and it has a happy face when he when he comes off. Um, oh yeah, yeah. That was a, this is the cheaper. first. This is the first movie that has campers, like young kids. Yeah. This is the, the first. This is Jurassic World. And he leaves them the alone. The first time the camp's open. I don't think he meant to leave him alone. I think he was going to slaughter some kids. Yeah. Uh, he just and had probably distractions. The darkest bit of comedy in the franchise: those kids under the bed. What were you going to be <laughs> when you grew up? <laughs> <laughs> um, I I don't know. I I you know. Five and six, two are the first two in the series that don't do flashbacks. But yeah, to me, this one just opens up with a bang. It's Tommy Jarvis. Uh, I don't think there's a character in this movie. Like, even some of the weird cops. I love every character in this film. The cop like, man with the with like the, the crazy, laser. The people playing paintball. <laughs> yes, like a giant laser. Where the red dot goes, you bang. And, and, and they, definitely, they definitely have acknowledged the Voorhees murders because they've changed the name now. Yeah. Camp Crystal Lake. It's, it's Forest Green. Uh... I don't know. And I think it helped for me, me personally, that Tommy Jarvis was played by Tom Matthews, so that was a big thing for me. He did really well, actually. Yeah? There's a really good kill in that, too, with, with, that. The, with the, the sheriff. Oh, it pins him back to his Yeah, and, the, and this, this one it's definitely, brutal. like, where, where maybe the last one was more pervy, this one definitely had some, some scenes that got cut because they were too intense, but, man, I, I think, like, like, if you think about the group of friends... Man, it, it kind of hurt when, like, like as Court's kind of an asshole, but man, like, that's vicious what he did to him. He, like, just takes a, a knife and jams oh, it in his yeah. head. And then, like, there's a lot of stunts in this one, I feel. Like, so, uh, like, the RV slams to the side. Yeah. Um, we get a cool soundtrack. I don't, I don't know. There's just so many things I love about this movie. And then this the, is the, the... the look of Jason. And, and it's weird, too. Jason has, like, a utility belt. Yeah. So he's definitely more, uh, more hunter-ish in this one. And at this point, it's not so much, uh, man, he, he's pissed he's been dead. So at this point, if you are in his path, you're going to get fucking murdered. Yeah, man. Professor, I'll let you lead off on this one. I'm so embarrassed. When we reviewed this <laughs> on the original episode, we trashed it. Yeah. I, I literally, I don't even know why. When I was listening to it, I was just like, did you watch the same movie that was released? Like, <laughs> this is easily my favorite. Like, and it's not really even close. I I mean, there's some things where I could see that we referenced with the humor that I just, I guess we didn't get that we do now. But to me, this is the strongest film in the entire franchise. Um, I think it... it straight away from crutches that so many movies of of its generation relied on there are there's no nudity you know what i mean there's just there's none hated it yeah <laughs> <laughs> um and we and we are legitimately out for entertainment with strengths of truly trying to scare you with humor breaks and like almost a cadence to it where, you know, they're trying to get you relaxed and then trying it's like to scare a roller coaster. You. Yeah, and there's there's some truly chilling moments with watching Jason walk around these cabins with the kids inside. Uh, the visuals, like at one point we go into the one cabin and there is just blood from, you know, ceiling to floor and all the walls. 
I mean, it just looked like Jack the Ripper had been in there. And um, I just, yeah, this is this is the one. When I listened to the podcast, I was like, Cringe. huh? <laughs> right? Because, uh, I mean, I can remember at the time when we recorded the episode feeling like I hadn't prepared enough. And I must have just not done my homework on this one. So I'm here to say I'm a, I am sorry to part six. It is my number one in the franchise. And by a pretty decent margin. Wow. I absolutely adore this film. I would put part four um, at, a num- at second. But I, I I just love this movie. I I think it's got it all, and I think the direction is stellar in it. It's just to me, it's it's the most effective Jason movie. Uh, I also um, retract my former statements. <laughs> I feel like a pervy politician right now. <laughs> right. I have sinned against you. <laughs> I have sinned against God and man with my former statements about this film. Uh, no, I really like this film too. I think it's a lot of fun. Um, Tom Matthews as Tommy Jarvis is kind of funny. Like, just like the way he plays it. He, um, I love him as an actor. I especially love him in Return of the Living Dead. Um, but. I feel like he spends half of this film just in a jail cell shouting. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's um, it's fun. It's a fun movie. Fun kills. Uh, it's it's not it's not top three for me, but it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of fun. So I don't think I have a whole lot more to say about it than that. I, I love the uh, the obscene um, resurrection. The lightning it's like strike. the old monster movies. Yeah, so good. So good. So bad and so good at the same time. I wish some other long-running franchises, like, like Saul is coming back. Uh, you know, at this point, fucking go Jason Voorhees and just bring him back from the dead. Yeah. You know. Say so that he invented a resurrection serum. Yes. Or just don't make any more of it. Yeah, I agree with that. More <laughs> so. But you know, people said that about Friday the 13th, you know, past four. And again, we're just talking about, like, you know, six being a fave. I think only Roger Ebert said that. <laughs> Roger Ebert hated the Friday the 13th. Yes, he did. Um, don't, all right. don't distract Todd. He's busy over here. Yeah, he's he's over here trying to quietly I, crack I'm open I'm with a zipper and you're talking about Tom Matthews. I don't want him to think. On his cooler. Yeah, zipper on his cooler. Zipper on his cooler. We're keeping a PG here. As he opens his reds, raspberry ale. What's refreshing? I don't need your judgment. I'm not. Raspberry. I'm not. Uh, <laughs> we have we have put the dog to sleep. He's snoring now. Um, all right, moving right along to Friday the Thirteenth, Part Seven, The New Blood. <laughs> WN the original <laughs> the original was Friday the Thirteenth Seven Bloods Crips. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be a major showdown in South Central LA. So Friday the Thirteenth. Part 7, The New Blood. Who wants to start us out? I think Hot Toddy does. Let's shake that ball So, so uh, <laughs> um, seven, 7 is the first one I saw in theaters of Friday the 13th. So, of course, I love it. Um, this one, to me, is Carrie versus Jason. Basically. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Listeners. If we can just get the dog here. Oh, we woke him up. He was his snoring is probably how most of you feel right now listening to this episode. But we're gonna soldier through. So uh, Carrie versus Jason. Um, this one definitely went even more supernatural with with the, the telekinesis. Come on. Um, 
can see somebody hates it. <laughs> I hate that aspect. Of He's it. like, so, I'm buying uh, the zombies, but not the psychic stuff. Exactly. So there's, there's, there's weird stuff. I think uh, this one to me is a happy balance, so I like this one really well. Um, they changed the music more than normal, but it still was cool. It didn't completely go TV series yet. Um, I thought the telekinesis stuff was fun, but it didn't compete with six. But for me, this is where we get Kane Hodder. And I think yes. Kane Hodder played Jason very well. Um, I think he built off like kind of a little bit of like, uh, some of the best Jasons, which was four and six. And, uh, this one, they really acknowledged everything that had been done to Jason. So, right. if you really look, like there's the axe mark and the mask, and and if if they did something to Jason, it's probably on Kane's costume somewhere. Yeah, yeah, and I love that they kept continuity. Um, time, time, most of the films, and, and you know, time wise, if you think about it, you know, so two, two, three, four were the same day. Five is clearly a few years later. I think at this point, we're in the nineties. So if you go by timeline, we have to be like mid '90s at this point, because you know. Oh no! This is still this is '88. No, it might have been when it came out, but time-wise, like we're in the '90s. You gotta think about Jason's in the bottom. Like, how old's Tommy Jarvis in four? Oh, you're saying. Yeah, so we're clearly in the '90s. So this is a movie about the. So future. we're in the future, which is why she has telekinesis. Because. <laughs> <laughs> We achieved stop, that. Stop trying to make this work, Todd. <laughs> so, I don't know. I, I, like, I like Seven. Great kills. Um, I think this one's just a lot of fun. And then, and again, I think it makes a difference that it's the first one I saw in the theater. Uh, I saw it quite a few times in the theater. I feel like I'm talking to crickets here. <laughs> I, More like a I just watched over. this one again the other night. Um, I hate the telekinesis. Like... I hated it in the Jaws franchise. Like I, I just don't like it. And I, I you hated it in Halloween. Yeah, I don't. I just don't like it. I think it's dumb. And I'm I don't, using my telekinesis right now. On you. I don't think that it was necessary. Are you uh, trying to scan him right now? Now <laughs> that being that being said, uh, one thing I noticed when I rewatched this is a lot of the kills happen slightly off camera. Oh, like there's this a, not is the a lot most of, butchered movie there, ever. There's not a lot of visual effects in this or gore effects. Mason's a lot of it happens off of off camera. Uh, I used to be like Grizzly, where uh, I didn't give a fuck who was Jason. It's just that you put anybody in a mask, they can be Jason. Um, I have changed my mind on that as the years have gone by, and I most certainly see what Kane Hodder brought. To the Jason character. Um, I think it's a. Aside from the telekinesis part. That I just. I think's just. Dumb. Aside from that. <laughs> I like this movie. I don't. Especially for a part seven. Like especially for a part seven. This is not bad. See I, I love this one. But. I think it would be a greater film. Like it was supposed to be winter time. And they're building condominiums. And really the telekinesis thing. Really isn't. We could have just did Jason at the camp again, because I think at this point we're fine with it. Mm-hmm. Um, I liked it as it was though, but yeah, I, I kind of wonder how I would feel if that aspect was I taken hate out. The part where her dad jumps up at the end. Yeah, it's kind of lame. You know, though his his I don't know all like even that got censored because they had him like looking pretty rough too. Yeah, and like they 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 neutered a lot of this movie. One of my favorite shots of this film is when Jason comes out of the water. 
and his back is just all jacked up, and you yeah. can see like the mm-hmm. ribs and the, you know, that look. And even awesome. the skin when he first comes out looks like waterlogged. Yeah, you know yeah. What I mean, they did such a good job the on makeup's that. great. <laughs> snoring, snoring pug at the table, folks. Anyway, snoring pug at the table. <laughs> uh, Rybo, take me about first up. Overall, it's definitely a great watch. It's it's in the top end of the half of the series for me. Um, I love the visual effects in this. Uh, I, I'm kind of with you. I don't really dig the telekinesis thing. It's a little. It seems a little hokey. Yeah. You know. I mean, and it. I mean, here yeah. we're talking about a zombie who's back to life. But we're like, nah, she can't move things with her mind. You know. So uh, that takes me out of it a little bit, but the, the the part where they crack his mask and it comes open—that's pretty dope, though. That's I think it actually looks really good. Um, really good visual effects, good movie overall. It's solid, a uh, franchise entry. Um, I also changed my mind on this one. Um, this is one that I used to not like because of the telekinesis. I've learned to see past that. See what I did there. Um, <laughs> Um, and I do like this one now. I do enjoy this film. I think it's got good kills. Um, it's shot well. Uh, the telekinesis is dumb. I still so stand by that. But uh, I love Kane as Jason. Uh, my only real complaint outside of telekinesis is that he looks like a bug when they like hang him up and knock his mask off of him. Yeah. I, I, just don't, I don't like it. I don't like it. I can see that. But other than that, no, this is, this is one I really enjoy now and has become... Part of the rotation. It didn't used to be part of my rotation. I would never watch this film. But now it is. Partially because of her mom with the mullet. I really enjoy that. <laughs> ah, especially when she's out and looking. Got, and we got Weekend at Bernie's. You and she, do have Weekend at yeah, Bernie's. And she runs out looking forward to a teen. Ah! <laughs> she, she, oh, she screams real funny. And so Carrie and I always scream that at each other like teen. Ah! Isn't this the one where Jason uses like the big bush hog weed eater? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. That's that was kind of, kind of wicked. Yeah. Do you feel like the next one was that they just pretend Doctor Cruz is still alive to fuck with Jason? Like they tie him up and they're like, <laughs> <laughs> Professor. Uh, this is another one. I was already kind of fond on it when we recorded the first time, just because. I'll be honest, this and the next two, which I know are not highly regarded films, I have a soft spot for, um, and this is no different. Uh, the only thing of note for this, um, besides growing to like it more even in the last couple of years, especially after uh, meeting some of these people at conventions, it's just it's enriched the film, but I do want to point out, this is my favorite Jason out of the entire series. and this Not even just Kane Hodder, but Kane Hodder in this one. I just think he is one. I think he had one of the best looks in this film. Just looks badass in it, and it's a shame that the censors chopped this film up. I mean, just insanely. I, I, still, think, I, I still think we could get a blue, like a. We, we see a lot of Blu-rays now where they even disclaim it, like added work print. Yeah, yeah. Stuff you know, it. you're gonna see some rough footage, but this is all. Some of it they said is legit gone. But like, you know, on, on the DVD, there, there, I could watch. There's like a 10 minute reel. They could easily like try to add yeah, that back in. But yeah, no, I, I like the film. Uh, the fondness has grown a little bit more even since recording the episode. Very flawed film, but doesn't matter. All right. Right on. Moving on to Friday the 13th, Part 8, Jason Takes Manhattan. Jason Takes Manhattan. Rye Bones, take it away. This is probably one of the most flawed movies of this series. <laughs> um... Uh, but I I still like it. 
I mean, the idea that somehow Camp Crystal Lake feeds into where an ocean liner might take off and he jumps on board. I mean, it's, you know, had I not had a nostalgia thing for this movie, having watched it a lot as a kid, I would probably be like, this is kind of hokey. Um, but it is, it is fun. It's a lot of fun. A lot of the movie takes place on the ship, but, you know, once they get into Manhattan, it's, it's kind of cool seeing Jason out of that element, you know, out of the woods and all this stuff. Um, it kind of puts him in a whole different perspective, I guess. So, but Jensen Daggett is cool in this movie. I think she's she's probably my second favorite final girl next to like Amy Steele. I think um, I don't know why she just I think she did really well and um, you know really good kills in this one. You know the like the hot tub or the sauna room where he sticks the rock through the guy and you know, punches the dude's head off and yeah. it's so much cool stuff. But you know some of the flaws are like talking about how. He gets onto the boat, but also how somehow this chaperone is also the guy that threw her in the water years ago, and she uncle. saw, yeah, yeah. So it's like that just uncle seems, touchy. yeah, yeah. It just seemed kind of weird to me, but uh, I, I really enjoy this 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 uh, entry into the series, and really the last I think of Paramount, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, the last that Paramount did. This is the first movie of the thir- Friday the 13th series that I can remember seeing advertised on television. Getting into our age ranges. Yeah. Uh, this is the first one I remember seeing trailers for and all that kind of thing. Uh, but yet I was still aware of who Jason was yeah. at that point. Um, I, again, I just watched this one again the other night. Um, I give them credit for once again trying to go a different direction with it by taking it out of the campground and woods and putting it someplace else. Whether or not it worked, I don't know. Um, but I like them being on the boat because it's a closed-in place. You can't get away from him. You're stuck in this isolated area with Jason. Uh, and again, and like seeing him on the subway, it just it was... They took it a different direction, and I think I enjoyed the fact that they tried something new, even though at the end of the day, I don't know. I hated that all the flashbacks of Jason as a kid. <laughs> Forget the whole rest of the series. He's got a head full of hair. He's just fat. <laughs> yeah, I, I just don't under. I didn't get it, but whatever. Uh, it didn't. At the end, I think it doesn't work as a whole, but I think it has moments that are really. Um, this is one that I that the movie changes. So, we saw it in the theater. It was probably ten, whatever. I obviously liked it more then than I do now. Um, this is another one just disappointment because, you know, it was supposed to be Jason Takes Manhattan, and they kept taking money away from it, which is where we get the boat. So it's really Jason on yeah, the ship. Yeah, because he's really the New York stuff. Yeah, barely happens. Yeah. So, so you know. The original idea was stripped because they didn't want to pay out the money. Um, I hate... I like Supernatural Jason, but not not to where he can look and then he's there. I don't like that. Um, I still like Kane Hodder, but this one's just bizarre to me. Like, like I, I always like it less and less as the years go, I think. But one thing, though, when I think Jason Voorhees, this is... This movie's Jason is, I think, what my mind conjures. See, I think it's seven. Yeah. But 
don't know. This one's just to me like slimy Jason. And then like there's even a weird like where it's like like a weird Jason laugh. And like you know the fact that like he looks up and then he's there. I hate that. It just takes it away. And like you said with the the flashbacks with the kid, where now it's just you know special Jason's gone, and now it's a fat kid. Yeah, yeah. And then I don't know the look of him to me bad and. We get the uh, stereotypical New Yorkers where it's like, "Welcome to New York." You always have to have punk rockers. Yeah, I do. That is my, my, my one of my favorite 80s, scenes yeah. though is where he blasts the 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 boombox. Yeah, and then he just opens his mask. But um, I think as it keeps going, to me this is just one of my least favorites. Like the kills were stretching it. Um, this one the kills cut away so much, but it's just because the director did it. Like it, I don't think they intended to be gory whatsoever. Um, not the worst in the series for me, but it's it's in the bottom of the food chain, to be honest. I'll go first between the the two of us and the originals. Uh, this one for me, uh, the only thing I like about it is nostalgia. I remember this coming out, and I remember all of the publicity being so cool, like the poster "I Jason New York." You yeah, know? yeah, like I love it. Like I love New York. Um, yeah. Quite mad about right. Um. That's as far as my love for this film goes. Uh, I've rewatched it a couple times since visiting New York, and and like, yeah, it's neat to see Jason in New York. Other than that, I just, I just don't like this film. It's not. In How my about regular... the dumb shit ending with the toxic waste hitting him? Yeah, and then it devolves him into being drowned child Jason, like just. <laughs> <laughs> Professor has got tears <laughs> running down his face right now. He's so mad at us. But I'll finish so that he can defend it. Um, it's just not my thing. It's just... I don't I don't get much enjoyment out of it. So it does not make the rotation. I, I watch it a lot of marathons. This is where I'm like, oh man, now it's time for the next few. A- after seven, I'm, I'm usually kind of like... What Ooh. is it you always say about Kane Hodder? Grizz? He's a very nice man. No, he's in the... <laughs> He's the best Jason. In the worst films. Yep. But now excluding Seven, because I like Seven now. Professor, take it away! Straight nostalgia. I love the movie. It was the first time I knew of Jason. I'd been fascinated with him for years, and the first time I got to watch him kill somebody was walking onto that boat uh, when it's still on Crystal Lake. Um I'll always love the movie. I think it covers all of the cliche eighties archetypes. I think the kills are over the top and fun. Um, I think that the, this one, once we get to the very end, I agree. That's where we finally go. Come on. Yeah. But the rest of it really isn't that far out of bounds. No, I don't think. It's pretty standard Friday the 13th. Yeah. And so it's, it, I I, re- I recognize that it's got some some weaknesses and it's a flawed film, but it, it dates back to just that's the first time I watched one when it was new, um, and so I'll always love it for that reason and because of you know like you said when I think of Jason I think of Jason in this mm-hmm. because that was the first time I got to absorb him fully in a movie so I'll, I'll always be particularly. Uh, forgiving to, for this, and to be honest, the next one because of of when it came out more than anything. I just I think it's a fun film. I think that 
even from the name going into it, it's Jason takes Manhattan. Yeah. It's going to be ridiculous. And it is. Um, but I, this one, I'm exactly the same as I was when we reviewed it. And I probably will be 10 years from now. I'm all, I'm always going to know that it's kind of a doo-doo movie and I'm always going to yeah. love it. Did you ever see the, the, uh, interview that Kane Hodder did as Jason on Arsenio hall? Mm-hmm. He comes out and just like breathes heavy for five minutes. Yep. <laughs> it's so great. That was great. I think it was the promo for that movie. It was. Over, yeah. This is the first film too, that completely departs from the, the theme. And they use more of like the TV series theme. Yeah, I think that's another like. I think if that like the music would be different. I don't. I don't know. I think that plays a big part. That's a good point. Okay, moving right along. At this point, um, no longer putting out films with uh, Friday the Thirteenth as the title. Well, they, couldn't, they couldn't. That's right. right. Now New Line has Jason, and they are not allowed to do Friday the Thirteenth. They have Jason, but not. Friday the 13th. So they own the rights to the character, but not the film. So now we have Jason goes to Hawaii. <laughs> Pretty similar. He's getting a tan. Um, so uh, the ninth installment of the Jason films. So uh, Rye Bones, take us away. Save for the first five minutes. I could do without ever watching this one again. I I really dislike it. I it just it, I mean you get Jason for a few minutes and then they do this whole thing and I get it they do this whole thing where it's like he's soul jumping and all that stuff but it just doesn't have the same feel or vibe about it. Uh, I do love the fact that Kane Hodder's in it as a SWAT team member and he's like Jason just a big old pussy <laughs> <laughs> with funny. his with his curly mullet you know. Um, <laughs> But after the first maybe five, ten minutes, I'm, I'm over it. And I think the rest is just absolute hot garbage. It's, it doesn't hold my attention. It doesn't attract me. It's, meh. That's pretty much it for me on that one. I'll jump right in here and give my review. It's, uh, it's doo-doo, baby. Like, hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Hate it. Uh, so th- this is weird to me because, to me, we probably should still be at camp, but this is at the time where they're actually trying to turn out Freddy versus Jason. Yeah. So as a rule, they wanted it was being delayed so many times. They're like, we've got to bring a new Jason movie out. So they didn't want to have a storyline that affected any Freddy versus Jason. So I think that's why this one's such a great departure. Um, I saw this so many times in the theaters when it came out. I think it just I was just more excited about the film then. This is another movie. The more I watch it, I'm like, ugh. Um, opening scene is great. Best opening in the yeah, franchise. It, yeah, it, makes, it gives you that Friday feel. Only the, the chicks, you don't realize she's an FBI agent or whatever, or knows karate. But uh, I don't know. Like, uh, I feel like, in part, there's a few smarter characters in this one. And uh, overall, though, it's just it's kind of it's very turdy. Like, like they do, they do the hidden plot. Like people wanted to see Jason. Like, uh, I don't want to know that some worm is why. You know, come like. Well, you you would think they would have learned their lesson. Yeah. From previous installments, how they performed when you had just when you had fake Jason. So. Oh, Jason. This is uh. It didn't perform well. So why in the fuck would you make a movie where Jason? Well, they were splashing around, and I I, I, I hate saying it, but I would have rather seen the other one, which was Jason Takes L.A. 
Like, because it could be like, I'm loving it. I don't know. It could have done like, uh, I'm a tour. But uh, <laughs> I will say, this one does have some gruesome kills. The unrated version is cool. Yes. And my favorite thing of this movie, and I think that's why I saw it so many times, is it has the Crate from Creep Show. It has the Necronomicon, which is supposed to be how Jason keeps coming back. Um, you know, Freddy's glove at the end just did it for me as a kid. You know, yeah, thought, did you not have just like the most, I think like, I, oh my god, oh yeah, that, I mean, that was a mark out. I can moment, remember you know? rewinding I, that on VHS with friends over yeah. and over I creamed my pants. Uh, I wet myself. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, all in all, like, the more I watch it, I'm just like, man, this is a piece of shit. Um, it really is. There, there's redeeming things about it, but like, just, it doesn't hold up well over time, and like a lot of the like a lot of the lines and characters and stuff are so bad. Like it's a hard watch. Yeah, and like it didn't even like uh, the restaurant owner is such a bitch. But then now at the end she's wanting to protect the baby when they come to get it, and just like there's just too many plot holes and, and stupidity. And I don't get like at this point we and, and all the franchises they're like only uh, the bloodline can kill them, you know, because they they do this in Freddy and who the fuck cares? Like we don't. I just want to see Jason at camp again. Yeah, I uh, I don't hate this movie as much as everyone else. I think it's entertaining. I think it's bad. I think it's a fairly bad movie. But again, I remember getting this off. Show some respect. <laughs> I remember getting this off pay per view and watching it when it came out. Um, and did you watch it on Skinamax? <laughs> but I mean, this there's plenty of movies that also deal with stuff like this. I mean, something like Fallen, where they pass around the the killer trait. I think it's entertaining. I think the way that when they show him in reflections is fun. I think the opening, like I said, is is the best opening in the entire franchise. I think that's just fantastic. I think there's a lot of shitty parts about it, but I still think it's an entertaining movie. And at part nine with goes to hell in the title, I think it, it far, far gets to where it, you know, it's set out to get. So I like this film better when it was called shocker. <laughs> with Horace Pinker um, yeah I'll keep this short and brief I did not like it when we reviewed it uh, the first time and I still don't like it it's not part of the regular rotation I do need to watch it again just for uh, um, archive's sake but uh, I like watching it stand alone it's the only time I can tolerate this in the next I time. like watching it standing alone like, I stand through the whole film <laughs> by myself. I put the chairs away. <laughs> and uh, and it, I treat it as a form of torture to build my endurance for when the Russians come. Um, <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> moving right along. Uh, but yes, I do love the part at the end with the glove and the mask. It's very cool. Very cool. Kane Hodder plays the glove. He's been Freddy, Jason, and Leatherface. FYI. That's true. What do you play Leatherface? Uh, he was a stunt double in... Three, maybe? Yeah, I think it was three. Yeah. Yep. Huh. Yeah. Put that in your pipe and smoke it. Yeah, well, <laughs> All right. Moving right along to Vinny's favorite, Jason X. Uh. So we're going to start <laughs> with you. Jason X, X, X. Yeah. <sighs> Talking about this is a fucking chore. Like, <laughs> this movie is fucking garbage, man. Like, 
again, I guess I will give them the credit of at least you tried something new. But yes. taking the motherfucker to space in the future is... How do you not read that on paper and know that's the dumbest shit you've ever thought of? <laughs> well, it worked very well for Leprechaun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Uh, Jason's, Jason's fucking pubic hair, head of hair <laughs> that he's got in this movie is the fucking worst. Uh, like, there's maybe one or two kills that are cool looking from a special effects point of view. I hate uber jason i almost gagged saying the words uber jason yeah. like that it's all just he drive so a car? dumb <laughs> so dumb i'd like to go to arby's uber jason <laughs> i hate i hate this movie this is a movie that i like to pretend it doesn't exist. now would you say this is the drizzling shits the drizzling shits <laughs> let's get that in there the let's drizzling sure shits Benny gets the signature yeah description it's the here. drizzling shits the drizzling shits <laughs> all right uh hot toddy uh this is the worst in the franchise to me um i think at this point if i'm watching part 10 of your movie i'm invested take him at camp like i'm good I'm, I'm, you don't need to take him to space. No. Um, you know, you could have took him to the hood. I would have been on board. Not only that, <laughs> but the space shit wasn't even done well. well. It, it, you know what I mean? They, like, this one at this point fuck. wasn't even a horror film. It was a sci-fi movie. Yeah. And not really even was. good. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, and it just, you know, it's not Alien or The Thing. or It's just a weird, I feel like a, it was a Star Trek nerd's fanboy version of Friday the 13th. It looks like a fan film. It doesn't it look doesn't look like like oh my I, god. I like the first, like when they first show Jason at the beginning it's cool and then you get uh uh Cronenberg. So that was cool. That's about it. Like other than the scene where and I'm like it's funny that they put it in because they knew people would love it that they put a scene where they put the camp in. That's what everybody wanted to see. I like the liquid nitrogen kill. Mhm. But the fact that there's, an actual, all that there's an actual scene where they, they make Jason think he's at camp, that right there should have told them, you know, maybe that's what people want to see. I think they knew they were doing Freddy versus Jason. They still could have done standalone Jason films at camp. Well, why in the hell would you say, I got it. We'll go into the future and we'll take him into see, space. But again, Jason, the movies itself were already in the future. They could have just did a 1980s Jason movie that was in between, like, before he went to Manhattan or some shit. That had nothing to do with Freddy versus Jason. We could have just done another fucking Crystal Lake stab him up movie. That's what know? I think that's what everyone wanted to see. Yeah. A return to the camp, yeah. Fry Bones. This one is terrible, too. It has, I mean, I get it. They wanted to do something brave, and they did. Uh, I don't think it hit the mark, and I, I remember when it came out, and there were some people that, you know, were friends of mine who were not into horror films, like, oh, it's a Jason movie, and he's in space, and I'm like, that just sounds atrocious. Yeah. You know, and I, di I didn't bother to watch I'd it. I'd rather see Medea in space. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Give it a year. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Medea goes NASA. Uh, it, it has zero rewatchability for me. It is... It is it is like a, a made for TV sci fi film, like the Sci Fi Channel. You know yeah. what I mean? Like it, it's uh, it's really not worth the watch. Other than 
when uh, when they do that simulation kill, you know, where they're like, we're young girls and we're going to have premarital sex, and he bashes them up against the tree. That's kind of cool. And, uh, but the fact, again, that they put that in the film, they yeah. knew that people wanted to see uh-huh. that. Yeah, yeah. That's the movie people wanted to see. Yeah. And we didn't get a lot of it. But the, the ice kill, the... Uh, where they freeze her face and smash it. That's pretty, that was pretty badass. That's great. It's other than that, save your save your save yourself an hour and a half. When we did the first episode, I had not seen this film. I have now seen this film. I regret seeing this film. <laughs> <laughs> it's terrible. It's bad. I don't plan on ever watching it again. It's a chore to watch. It is. It's background music while you clean the house. You know, <laughs> it's it's Jason in space. <laughs> I'm over it. Professor. Man, it's bad. <laughs> it, 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 I'll say this. There's a couple of kills might be worth your time to watch at once if sure. you're really interested. Sure. That's it, man. I At this point, I would rather watch Fran Drescher do karaoke or... Oh! Would you rather Gilbert watch... Gilbert Godfrey cover Randy Newman song. That's would you rather fucking watch... crap. Damn, Leprechaun in space. Or this. 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 I How hate, dare you? I hate Leprechaun How in space. How dare you? I hate Leprechaun in space. So deep it hurts. It <laughs> doesn't help that this is from an era of filmmaking where it doesn't quite look like film and it doesn't quite look like mm-hmm. digital. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. That, that was a rough if, period. If this the, was, if this too was, uh, Joe Blow goes into space and he's a killer. I think it would be like, oh, it was a fun, cheesy movie. But the fact that this is Jason Voorhees. Yeah, you took a character and, that's already good on Earth. Yeah, and the this. fact that his hair looked the way it did. <laughs> I can't get over how bad that hair was. Oh, man. All right, uh, moving to... Uh, all right, so I want to say for a second, I'm going to skip Freddy versus Jason now to save it for episode 100. Yeah, because there's not as many Freddies. Exactly. So we're going to save that for that discussion. Uh, now, closing out the conversation... With uh, Friday the Thirteenth, the reboot. I'm not calling it the remake because it's not a remake. It's a reboot. It's it it takes from all of the the mythology and the yeah. story to make a film. So Friday the Thirteenth, the reboot. Hot toddy, take us to town. This was one of the re- like this is uh, a little bit after Texas Chainsaw. This is just when it's Hollywood was hot with like Dawn of the Dead and. You know, there's a list of movies that they're remaking, and this is one of them that I'm like, how in the hell can you remake Friday the 13th? Granted, where do you go after Jason X? But, man, I fucking love, I love this movie. Um, It was fun. The theaters were packed. You can't say that when you saw Jason X in the theater. Uh, People were screaming like it was scary again. Um, It was brilliant that you know, they, they opened the way they did. Jason Voorhees is there, Camp's there. Other than that, it was all new characters um, with with th- throwbacks to the first four films. Yes. Like, there was characters that favored somebody else, or like the brothers looking for a sister. Uh, some kills that they threw back to. But, um, I don't know, I love Derek Mears as Jason. Like, I loved everything about I love the remake. Derek Mears as Jason. And he played him like Rambo. I thought that was cool. Because he's just kind of, he really, he's like, uh, he lives off the land. They explain how he can go from point A to point B with the tunnels. Yeah. I agree with you. Uh, I I love this reboot. I love it. I love everything about it. Um, 
especially if I just I feel like watching a Friday movie, this nine times out of ten is going to be the Friday that I throw in. Um, Mears is fantastic as Jason Voorhees. I really love his Jason Voorhees. I love the tunnel stuff. I love the way they took it's the greatest hits of the older movies. Uh, yeah, I love it. I think it's, I, I think it was. I'm so disappointed that they didn't build upon it. Yeah, I was more movies. There, there. I would easily line up for a sequel to this. Absolutely, film. <laughs> absolutely. Right, Bones. Like you talked about, there's uh, a lot of, you know, taking the old films and putting it into one. But I don't think they had a strong enough film overall because the first, it's like 20 minutes, is a story that has nothing to do with the rest of the film. Um, you have the till, till they hit the, till they hit the, well, yeah, but till they have like the title screen and all that stuff. Um, I overall I like it, but I, I thought the first 20 minutes have nothing to do with the original film. No, 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 not like with the rest of the film. Almost. Oh, like they kill all the characters the off and all yeah, that yeah, stuff. Yeah, you do all those things. Yeah, yeah. Um, but it was it was cool overall. I liked it. It just uh, seemed like they didn't have a long enough script, so they put that in, you know, to, to kind of wet your palate for what the rest of the film's going to be. It was, overall, it's cool. It, as somebody who's watched the entire franchise at that point, it's cool to see if they were to take a greatest hits and put it in one movie. That's kind of how it felt, like introducing a new generation with a greatest hits of, of Jason Voorhees, you know. So that was really cool. <laughs> your, your mic stand broke. My mic fell through my glory hole. My mic, mic does not sound nice. Does not sound nice. Uh, Vinny, did you give your opinion? Yeah. Okay. Where you been? <laughs> I'm just hanging out, man. <laughs> looking uh, up, you looking up trivia? <laughs> yeah, I was looking at IMDb trivia. I'm sorry. Um, Professor? Nothing's changed on this one for me. I, I liked it when it came out. I like it now. I mean, it's just a, a nice addition to have. Um I, I, in reference to what he was saying with the opening, I do remember how exciting that opening was, though. Yeah. Um, while not pertinent to the story, it was so exciting to have that old school yeah. back with, with that yeah. open and the traditional sense of there's no gimmicks. We're in the woods, and Jason's going to kill some people. Yeah, man. And, and that was fun. Um, but, yeah, I just I, I liked it when it came out, and I like it the same. Nothing's went up or went down. Yeah. It's just a solid movie. I still absolutely love this movie. I swoon over this film. Um, I think uh, one of your criticisms years ago, Professor, was that mm -hmm. they just should have called it Friday the 13th Part 11. 11. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it, it could have just as easily been that instead of a reboot. I think if they would have done that, less purists would have hated on it for being just being a reboot yeah. or a remake. It's not a remake. You know what I mean? But, yeah. Um, I like the idea of a reboot better than a remake. Yeah. You know At the I mean? time, I remember saying that because I was disappointed that it didn't really bring anything new. Yeah, totally. And, and, and that's okay. Yeah, exactly. But at the time, I remember that being kind of like my logic with it. I think we had enough new after space and <laughs> goes to hell. And... Sure. But this was like a return to why we love Jason Voorhees. Mm -hmm. Derek Mears was phenomenal. Practical effects. Yep. That, cool twist because you had the asshole character and you're like when is this asshole gonna bite it and he kept making it and i'm like how is this asshole still alive and then like the the main chick bites it yeah so i i love this movie i um and for some... Will, Will afford graduation 
lovers. We saw Will afford boobies. Yep. Yeah. They're residing in the where are they now file. Lita's <laughs> daughter. Oh, that's right. That's right. I was like, I don't know. What that we means. belong here. <laughs> Anyways, this is a great film. And for people like just new to the genre, if they wanted to like, oh, what's some fun ones to get started with? I like check this out for sure. All right. So the the next one, like where where I'm saddened, and I don't know where we're gonna go because I think Warner New Lines lost the rights. Now there's a lawsuit against Paramount, so they they've dragged their feet so long. When there was like a few awesome films in the pipeline, and uh, I think they're planning on doing a sequel. And, like it was a hit. I don't understand where the sequel went. And then the other one was like uh, Days to Confuse meets Friday the Thirteenth, where it's like they. It's kind of like an intercool. It goes back to the 80s Jasons. There was um, a POV one. Yeah, the POV one just sounded stupid. Yeah. Uh, Crystal Lake in Wintertime. Like, yeah, that's like, the one. Break this is a new fucking movie. Like, like, it'll make money. Pick one. Yeah, it'll make money, guaranteed. <laughs> Run it yeah. straight Don't to take video. Don't take it into space. You need to. Like, we'll buy it. Yeah. Yeah, I think I think in winter. But I, I think the, the, the one with the, the counselors where it's the last day of high school, like, that's just perfect. And it's 80s, so we don't have all these stupid people on their cell phones and stuff. Yeah, yeah. Bring us more. Send more paramedics. Send more campers. So, any final thoughts on um, Friday the 13th? We've only talked for an hour and 40 minutes about this. That's all right. But it's a big we, We're getting to milestones here. Big and if, they don't, I think, if they don't know how we feel by now, I don't know what to tell you. If you don't know, know me by now. Uh, no, the only thing I've learned that surprised me was how short Sean Cunningham was when I met him. <laughs> he, was, <laughs> he was Tom Cruise. Yeah, like, like I was like, whoa, all American Tom Cruise. <laughs> like I was like, is this guy gonna stand up? And I was like, oh, he is. <laughs> <laughs> stand up and say that to me. Oh, sorry, <laughs> you are. Very well. Well, closing out for another fun-filled, fantastic episode, Midwest Monsters Podcast number ninety-nine. Building towards number 100, I am one of your hosts, Grizzly Adner, and I'm joined by Professor Wagstaff, Hot Toddy, Rye Bones, Venomous Benny. Stay scary, my friends.